Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I am so excited to announce the Fully Loaded Festival. Uh, I am bringing my friends to some of the coolest venues out there, minor league ballparks, arenas, amphitheaters, and one raceway. It's Dave Attell, Fortune Feimster, Nikki Glazer, Mark Norman, Big J Oakson, Taylor Tomlinson, Sal Volcano, and I will be announcing more. I am adding people as we go. Not everyone could commit to a full weekend. The weekends we are talking about, so so some people are just coming in for one-offs, but you will see those comics for, for full weekends. They will be there for full weekends. June 16th, we're in South Bend, Indiana. June 17th, Louisville, Kentucky. June 18th at the Day Air Ballpark in Dayton, Ohio. Those tickets are moving extremely fast. June 19th, Rochester, New York. June 23rd, Greenville, South Carolina. Bristol, Tennessee on the 24th. 25th, Lawrenceville, Georgia. And on the 26th, we are wrapping it up in Brandon, Missouri at the Brandon Amphitheater. It is going to be a fucking blast. Like I said, we are naming uh, more comics to come. We will be doing a 50-50 raffle where we can. We will be, this is, I, I've told it to Tom. I was talking to Tom about it, uh, spoiler alert. And uh, and he said, this is so Bert. And that's what I want it to be. I want it to be the funnest party of the entire summer. I want you to come out early. I want you to tailgate. I want you to get there, grab your seats. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have two sets of comics, one and then an intermission and then another set. We're going to do, we're going to have a lot of fun this summer. And, uh, and I want you to be a part of it. And I'm bringing the best comics in the country. And there's more, I mean, the, the talent list that is out right now is so great. I mean, I'm so proud to have Dave Attell, Nikki Glazer, Taylor Thomason, Big J Oakson, Mark Norman, Fortune Feimster, Sal Volcano. I think that's all of them right now that are attached, but we are adding names. So I'm super excited. Go to fullyloadedfestival.com to get your tickets. Uh, the pre-sale for the Lawrenceville show is not uh, out yet. We're on general on sale for all shows. Um, I'm really proud of this lineup. I really, really am. I think there is something for everyone. I know for a fact that uh, I've worked with every single one of these people, and they are, I mean, I cannot, I cannot be more proud of a lineup. And I'm on the show too, and I'm a pretty good comic. So if you like me, I'm there also. I'll be doing stand-up on all of the shows. We got IVs for the entertainers every morning. We got activities planned. We're going to do meet and greets. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be really fucking awesome. So go to FullyLoadedFestival.com and get your tickets. Now, mine as well, fittingly, start the... Oh, by the way, Birdie Boy Relapse Tour. Cinco de Mayo at the Greek. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I'm, I'm working like crazy. So I'm wrapping up this tour. I'm taking June and July and August off, and then I'm going back out on the road. So uh, go to BurtBurtBurt.com if you want to see me at Cinco de Mayo at the Greek. Uh, and, uh, and that's it. Let's start this podcast. How's that sound? Fittingly, I wanted to make this announcement with one of my favorite human beings in the world, Mark Norman. Mark Norman is my guest today. He is the funniest guy I know. He's going to be a guest bear. We already recorded it in a few weeks. We have a blast with that one. He is just so damn talented and uh, and so funny and so fucking quick. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, go get your tickets for all those shows. See you on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, stand-up comedian, uh, podcaster. He has a podcast called Are, Are They Drunk? He's got another one uh, Tuesdays with stories. Anything else, Mans? He's your favorite comedian. I know that. At one point, you'll hear John Mans tell me to shut up and let him talk which I'm sure you all be thinking the same thing. Let's get the podcast started, ladies and gentlemen, my friend. We might be drunk, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, 
Mark Norman. This is Oh, so. <laughs> oh, so Segura's going off. What? Just, oh, yeah, the Twitter. I saw you. We can talk about it. this. Yeah, okay. I retweeted. He goes. He texted me last night, yesterday in the car, and he goes, uh, "Do you see my Will Smith tweet?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, I did." And he goes, "No, my new one." Oh and I God! Went, no, I didn't. And he goes, "You might want to read it real quick." I was like, "Motherfucker, we're bi- we're in business together. What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened? Because you know, we all love Tommy, but. Uh... Where'd this come from? He's been kind of quiet and been kind of behaved after the retard scandal, <laughs> which is a great new show on A&E. Check it out. It's after Law and Order. Red Rocks. Yeah. We're doing Red Rocks together, baby. There's a reason Mark Norman's coming everywhere with me. Red Rocks. Red Rock. The other R word. September- <laughs> That's what we should have called it. The other R word. <laughs> Little R&R. What is it, September 9th? Someone that works on yeah, my team? We'll go with that. September 9th, me and Mark are doing Red Rocks. We're gonna have a fucking blast again. Yes. How do we make wait. it? How do we make it better this time? Because we had last time was ideal. I mean, howling, we got hammered. I did shrooms. We had I think we did five IVs. We did five IVs. There was that was just breakfast at a certain point. Fuck it. Give me another one. We should set up, we should get those IV people. To set up camp outside of Red Rocks and do IVs for people as they walk in. Wow. That would be fucking, although I think that they take a little long. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Are you going to bring your chick again? Should we do? Should we stay at the same place we stayed last time? I'll stay at the same place. I don't, I think she's getting busier. The work yeah. is kicked up for her. So right, I'll no just. Chicks, no chicks. All right, there we go. No chicks, let's make it a dude's trip. I'm in. All Fuck right. Yes. Hell yeah. What about agents? We had some agents there and managers. Oh, we're going to have agents. We're okay. Have agents. We'll have okay. agents. Who's your agent? Nick. Oh, New Swirl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, we actually just hung out. I went. He got me tickets to the Sebastian show at the Garden last week. Ooh. I was never a Sebastian guy. I had nothing against him. I just he was never on my radar. Never saw him live. Amazing show. Amazing. Killer. Sebastian is amazing. Is fucking awesome. Yeah, and just a breath of fresh anal. Just seeing this guy like come out, no politics, no dividing the room, just funny shit for an hour. Killed hard on the end and got out. Yeah, nice. so I saw Sebastian at the forum, and you know what was fascinating? Did you go backstage at the Madison Square Garden to yeah. see who was who was hanging out? It was what me. celebrities? No, I didn't really see any celebs, but it was me, Sal, Volcano, Rosebud, and Mateo Lane hanging out. Mateo Lane's fucking awesome. Great gay, just a great guy, <laughs> handsome, funny, talented. Fucking really talented. So we, I went to Sebastian's forum, and it was um, me. Like I go back there, and it's like fucking. Fred Durst, what? Du- one of the dudes from the from the original uh, Real World. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you remember Dom, the alcoholic Irish guy? Oh yeah. Yeah, I fucking. You can just say Irish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. We, uh, I met him, and and what's crazy is like I was a legit fan of Real World Road Rules, like a legit fan. Yeah. And so I was, um, I saw him, and I was like, "Hey, man, please come on my podcast." And you could see he's like, I haven't been famous in like 30 years. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck for? And I was like, I just. And then I realized, what the fuck am I going to talk to him about? Well, I, gotta... I, I emailed him a bunch. Yeah. I emailed him a bunch. I would have a million real world questions. Is it weird? Is it fake? Do you guys hook up? Is that real? How does that... Were you a celebrity for years after? I yeah. got a million real world I'm questions. I'm fascinated by those fucking. 
Because were you were you a kid when Real World Road Rules? Was- oh yeah, I loved it. That was when MTV was MTV. We had a real world in New Orleans when I was in high school, and we would go by the house and just look at them. For real? Yeah, it was that a was big the one deal. that the fucking smoke show chick was on. Yes, right? exactly. She was the hottest, one of the hottest chicks to ever grace television. Agreed. What was her name? Uh, Sophie Mallory. I can't. But blonde, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They have had some fucking smoke shows mm-hmm. on uh, on Real World Road Rules. You know, Segura's oh, yeah. wife was on Road Rules. Christina? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. She was on Road Rules when, with Piggy. You remember oh, Piggy? Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. I when I met. When I was, when Tom and I were, fr- you know, Tom and I were friends, obviously he started dating her and I said something about, he said, yeah, my girlfriend. I said, who's your girlfriend? Who's your girlfriend? And he goes, oh, she's a comic. And I was like, oh, okay. never mind. He goes, she was on Road Rules. I lost my shit. Yeah, yeah. I lost my shit. And I was like, you got to introduce me to her. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, you'll meet her. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need to, who is she? And he's like, Christina. I went, Christina P? Like, oh, she's friends with Susie? She's on with Piggy? <laughs> yeah. And then the fucking the guy that had the big lion tattoo on his heart oh yeah do you have any tattoos Nah, i can't too much commitment i have one swastika on my lower back but that's about it <laughs> no no i i can't do it i'm because you you grow out of shit you yeah. know i was a big skateboarder i thought that was my whole life then you drop that then i had a, a gay phase you know too <laughs> too much we change too much what do you got i got nothing i never i i i'm i have a fear of like not this is this is gonna come out wrong of i, I don't mean it this way but of fucking with perfection no, I, <laughs> but, but, no hold on no 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 i meant like my body is like it, there's it's not flawless but it's flawless right so uh-huh. like if i put something on there then that ruins the thing i got given at birth right and i don't get to trade it in at the end and go it's the same uh-huh. like i had i had a real problem when i got surgery yeah, I never had surgery, and I was like, it was a real fuck with my head. Of like, do you you know? I know you think you're losing your hair, but do you remember the oh, first yeah. time you thought you were losing your hair? For sure, and I got Rogaine and everything immediately. But that feeling, I remember the first time I realized I was losing my hair. I was 22. I was in a car, and I said to my girlfriend, "Am I losing my hair?" Yeah, and she went, "Oh yeah, you are." And oh, oh, that. See, that's the difference between men and women. If a girl goes, do I look fat in this? You go, no, no. But if you go, am I losing my hair? They're like, yes, we're yeah. done here. Yeah. We're, we're breaking up. Dude, how crazy is fucking... You had alopecia, didn't you? Yes. In the, on your cheek. Awareness. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big thing to come out of the, uh, the Oscars is the alopecia alert. Have you heard about the alopecia challenge? No. Uh, it's, it's, it's going viral. It's, what? You, yeah, oh, I did, I did an alopecia challenge with Joe DeRosa. You slap him in the face. <laughs> You want to see it? You want to see it? Yeah, You're going to sure. really enjoy it. You're going to uh, really, really enjoy it. Hold on. Slow motion. Oh, that was a great noise. <laughs> oh, luckily, DeRosa has four cheeks. So he can spare one. By the way, alopecia was uh, Jada's sister's name, which is super weird. But all right. So wait, what? how did you get it? I get it from stress. If I'm really stressed out, my first Comedy Central special, I was freaking out. I was buying a house and everything, and I got it in my beard. And it would just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when everything calmed down, the hair grew back. Really? Yeah. So do you think Jada's stress is that? Because, you know, Jeff Ross has it. Oh, really? Jeff Ross came out. Like, it's funny. Jeff had the, the most hair I've ever seen on any human being. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 
went bald, and I just thought it was a choice. So did I. And then he came out and he said, I too have alopecia. Chris Rock's my hero. I would never slap someone based on, you know. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that just shows how fucking, first of all, how phony Hollywood is. It's all about helping people and activism and all that. And then when the assault goes down in front of them, they do nothing but give them an award. It's everybody's full of shit. It's, uh, well, it's it's not that they're it's not that they're full of shit. I think that it's like investing. I think they put their money on whoever is most popular. Oh, and I think they look at the the. That's good. I think that when when knowing Will was nominated for an Oscar and Chris had nothing, was just a presenter. I think Hollywood, and I, I'm I, I'm going to try to say that I'm part of this too. But I'm not because I don't know, like, I don't know actors and stuff. Yeah. But I remember, like, when we got in trouble with Kaylee Cuoco when we did the. Uh... The Big Bang Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Whoa, got, she's we got, hot. We got, she's very pretty and and very cool. And, mm. and however, Miss Pat didn't like didn't oh, like her. Oh, I saw that. And, and, uh, and, and I obviously have known Miss Pat forever. I very quickly witnessed who went on the defensive of Kaylee Cuoco and who went on the defensive of Miss Pat. And the answer for Miss Pat was no one, no one. I mean, Miss Pat was like, cause she's just a comic. Yeah. And she hurt Kaylee's feelings and rightfully. And, and I mean, that happened, but every, I got phone calls from people and they're like, the things they would say to me were so um, based in Hollywood. They were like, listen, you need to make a public apology for Ke to Kelly Cuoco. Mm. She has a deal at Warner Brothers. <laughs> you see? And I was like, hold on. That's not why you make the deal. You're like, hold on. She was coming from the biggest sitcom in history. Yeah. You need to reach out to her. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, hold on. Those aren't reasons to reach out to someone. I, I, If you're telling me that she's really upset, which I get, apparently she was really upset, then I'll reach out to her. But don't Mara in, uh, hey, She's no one, no one in Hollywood, no woman in Hollywood will ever want to work with you right. because of how you how you treated Kaylee. By the way, I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit, but I got blamed because no one could blame a, no one could put the blame on on Miss Pat. Right, right. It, it's, it's, you can't say this woman of color, yeah, exactly. who's been oppressed her entire fucking life, yeah. And so it, that's what happened with Will and and Chris. I think was that when it comes to like stock value, Will's got more stock value than Chris to those people. Yeah, and also it's a room full of rich whitey, and I think these two black guys are going, you kind of don't know what to do. It's kind of like a woke uh, roadblock. You know, you're like, it's too much crossover. It's like watching a woman rape another woman. Exactly. You're like, yeah. well, I guess let it happen. I yeah. don't know. We're I mean, all equal. They're the same size. They should. <laughs> yeah, I don't see gender. <laughs> yeah. You know, throw them a strap on. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's tough. You don't know what to do. You're you're kind of like having a Hollywood uh, malfunction. Like ah, but they're both black. But if that would have been white and black, this would be a bad time. Yeah, that would be rough. If that, well, if, okay, because I said I said this yesterday. But what if it had been Ricky Gervais and Will Smith slapped Ricky Gervais? Yeah, I think people would go. Well, hey, he earned it. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get. Jokes. It's, it's very strange. Jokes are worse than assault now. It's kook it's kooky times. You think this I think this is gonna I think this is gonna give us one of the best specials Chris Rock's ever done. Oh my god, his tour, he's doing the garden. That's gonna sell out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, how many shows do you think he's adding at the garden? He just do you think there's a part of him when he got slapped that he got back to his green room and he was like and had any idea of how big this moment is? 
I think he was razzled. Like, you know, like Bill Burrow, he's talking about the Philly rant, and he's like, I lost my career. So I think you go through that first. Like, first of all, it's humiliating. You got yeah. bitch slapped on the biggest show and the biggest night. By and- the softest rapper alive. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even curse in his raps, by the way. And I think he was humiliated. I think he's like, I fucked up. But you know what bugs me is people go, well, you talk about a man's wife. It's like, yeah, but he if he didn't get offended, you wouldn't say that. You know, it's only because he actually got slapped. Yeah. The joke wasn't bad at all. It wasn't mean at all, but I don't know. But it's interesting. I, I kept saying this. The guy who did the documentary Good Hair uh-huh. made a hair joke. I loved good hair. I did too. I learned more about black women's hair in that, and I felt more akin. So it, what's interesting is I would never, ever in a million years make a joke about a black woman's hair because of watching good hair. Right. Watching good hair, I realized that that is a sensitive subject the same way. This is going to sound crazy, but it is to white guys. Like me and you, mm. when you start losing your hair, your hair starts that thing. I got really fucked up over it. It's my first step of my first foot in the grave was when I started losing my hair. Yeah. That was like, sure. oh, so I'm not young anymore. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I have to be, I only get one hairstyle choice for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's shave it. Yeah. And, and then when you see what black women go through with their hair, and you're like, oh, in a weird way, I was like, I, there's, we have more in common than we don't. Yeah. You know, because of those societal insecurities. And right. so I would never in a million years think to make a joke about Jada's hair. And I think she looks hot. So I don't like. She's hot. But you would make a bald guy joke. Oh, maybe. Come on. I'm trying to think. Maybe not. Really? Yeah, because I don't have hair. I mean, I mean, I have hair, but like I'm losing my hair. Yeah. And so I would, um, I wouldn't make it. I, I, like I, I've made him jokes. I made jokes about Segura losing his hair. So I guess I'm lying. Yeah. Cue ball, you know, hey, little, little shiny like, over there. Yeah. When we did Sober October, I would, I would completely always say I am the guy with the most hair on this challenge. Yeah. The problem is, I think if you're bald, women will still fuck you. If a woman is losing her hair, it changes. It's a little different. You know, mm. it's like, is she unwell? Is she not healthy? Yeah. If a guy loses hair, it's just like, ah, that's dudes. It's Man, a male. It's, there's nothing. You're right. There's nothing. Like when a woman's losing her hair, like, uh, and I'm I'm quick to it. Yeah. Like, I'm quick to that and pills. Like mm. when a woman's losing her hair, I can tell you she's losing her hair. Because I they start wearing hats all the time, yeah, yeah, or they will wear uh, like hair bands that cover to here, right? Uh, I I'm really quick on picking up when a woman's losing her hair. Uh, also with pills, I, and I if if I can tell when someone's on pills immediately. Well, hell, knowing Whitney helps, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, Whitney's got great hair, great hair, and great posts when she's all pilled up. It's a it's fucking killer <laughs> content. <laughs> We love you, Wit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think for it's like a mustache. You see a guy with a little peach fuzz. You're like, ah, you forgot to shave today. But the lady, you're like, uh-oh, she's Ooh. Greek. Uh, I was talking about this girl. I was I was talking about this girl who was really, really hot. And then and and I was talking to my wife about her. And, and I was like, I, I was like a mom of some, like a mom friend. And, and you, you know, in your head, you always like, yeah, you've not fantasized, but you think like, like, hey, you know, like, and Leanne's like, you didn't see her mustache? And I was like, no. <laughs> right. And I fucking got in close and she had the most aggressive mustache. Wow. And I was like, ooh, how come you don't do something about that? I know. Isn't that weird? It's not like bad breath. Like, people don't know they have bad breath. Right. Like, you know, you have a mustache. Yeah, that is strange. Maybe it's a statement like, I'm non natural. I like, like, a full I like bush. pussy hair. You like a full bush? I like or, a full or just bush. a tuft? 
No, no. I like there's something very sexy about porn stars with Bush. Mm. Like, like very sexy. There was this porn star, Jesse Andrews. Do you know who she is? Mm -mm. She was awesome. She's not a porn star anymore. She's a DJ. She had, <laughs> there's a lot of porn stars that are G DJs now. Well, it's an easy transition because it's a skillless job. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> are you a DJ? Are you a DJ? No, porn star. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you met my cousin Andrew? Yeah, we did Red Raw. He was a Red Raw. Oh, that's Rocks. right. That's right. Yeah, we bonded. Have you, have you met Peter? Peter, no. I've, I've only known from the Frisbee videos. Oh, yeah, when I destroyed him. Yeah. Oh, we gotta play. We gotta play uh, disc golf when we're in. I'm. I mean, I'm not good, but I'm. I'm down to learn. And you're doing the Greek with me too, right? Oh yeah. Dude, that's gonna be a fucking. That's Thank gonna you. be a fucking blast. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. No, of course. Is it me and you? Or we? Is Gillis on it or? I don't something? know. I don't you know. tell me. I don't know. I, I think it's just me and you right now. Um. The good news is now that she has a disability, you can say, "Oh, you can't make fun of me because I'm an alcoholic." I have a disability. Yeah, that's yeah. a disability. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're no one can in. make fun of me. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to keep drinking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the longest you ever gone without drinking? <sighs> Maybe nine days, something like that. Really? Yeah. And that was tough. I just like a cocktail. I, I sit at home and I have a scotch at night, you know, yeah. and, and I don't always abuse it. So to me, it's hard to quit because I, I like it just. Just relaxing. You don't abuse alcohol in a weird way. Like you're not, you're not like a, like me and you have very different drinking styles. Well, I can turn it on. If you go, Hey, we're, we're boozing tonight. I'm like, I'm in, but I don't want to get drunk every night. Cause it's like eating ice cream every night. You want to save it. Really? Yeah. So how, how drunk on a scale of one to 10, how drunk do you get on an average night? Average night, you know, two or three beers, maybe two cocktails, but on a, on a big night, I'll go all in. I'll can black I, out. Can I? Here's my pitch to you. Tell me if you're interested. All right. I would like to hire you for a, uh, an evening to drink with my daughters. Oh, that sounds very gross. <laughs> I, mean, that I want you like to teach them how to drink. This is a trap. No, no, no. Chris Hansen? I think. <laughs> I want you to drink with my daughters. Wait a minute. <laughs> I want you to drink with my daughters and show them that feeling. Because I was going to drink with them, right? And I was going to sit down and have a drink. So we had an incident. Not not bad. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I'll just tell you because I think it's important. One thing I have, one rule I have, I have, the number one rule is you cannot drink and drive. You cannot drink and drive. Mm. I'll buy you a car. You never can be under the influence behind this wheel. That's fair. And I told Georgia at a, at a, at when she got it, I will always forgive you. If if you're a, when you, I can always forgive you when you're alive, but if you Ooh. get behind the wheel and something happens and you, and you die, I will never be able to forgive myself. Yeah. If I didn't make sure we understand, you never can drink and drive. So she goes to a party, drives out there. Leanne hits her up. And she's like, "Hey, your curfew is fucking midnight." Mm. And she was like, "Oh, uh, I I think I'm just gonna stay here." And Leanne's like, "The fuck you are. Come home." And George is like, "All right, I've had a drink." Oh, okay and i was and so now georgia this was a great parenting point on my part because i went you're not in trouble you did the right thing I was hey. like, you're not in trouble and then i said to her because leanne went and obviously you're, you're not you're not gonna stay out there and fucking party sure. so leanne went out and got her brought her home and leanne was like um was like i like she just i don't think she drinks right like i don't think she she had like vodka and then a this and then yeah gin. That's how you and do so it. i was like i was like i said to georgia I, I was like, I want you, to, when you're going to college, 
I want to show you what responsible drinking looks like before you go to college. I want you to have that skill set so that when you go to a party, you are not caught off guard by some fucking dude who's like, no, no, one more, one more. Right. I want you to have the skill set that I have when I go yes. to a, like when or like or that more importantly that you have. Well, we all but we went through the the puking and the bedwetting and the. So do you think out. you have to go through that? A little bit, but I don't think she's. I don't think she's got the drinking fire in her. I don't think that's no. burning inside of her. Where I had that, I was like, I want to get drown myself in whiskey all the time. But she seems healthy. She, uh, she said to me, I was like, after we have all these conversations about drinking, I said, I want to teach you and I how to drink. I want to show you. I want to have one drink with you. I want you to feel that, and then I want you to sit with it, and I want you to. Sh I want to show you that, like, all right, let's have our second drink. Mm probably go to sleep right now couldn't you yeah yeah you know like let's let's find now let's let's take it just to like four drinks and then i want you to feel how out of control you are right i want to i want to like almost like like literally set up a program where you like show them how diminished their skills are how their decision making has changed i want to i want to set that up but I, but i'm not the wrong i'm the wrong guy because leanne's like leanne's like you, you can do that but then you have to stop at four drinks also. And <laughs> no. I was like, well, that's not going to fucking happen. I'm going to no. walk into the other room, have a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Like, my thing is, I can have a bottle of wine every single night and be done. One bottle of wine, and I'm great. I am like... That's a good amount, four glasses. That's yeah. not bad. But then the, there's always the witching hour where you get that. I know, where you, I know. You go, I could just one more glass. Just but open another bottle. It just feels so good. It's like food. You know, you're like, oh, I had six tacos or a, a full pizza, but I want more. You just keep going, and you can't stop. Um, I am down, I'm, I'm down, well, I'm down ultimately, uh, 11 pounds. Whoa. But because I'm up for my fattest, I'm going for my fattest, but what I've been doing is just not eating. That that's a good move. Like just whenever I get the chance to eat, I just go, Oh, don't do that. Yeah. It's like, it's the, it's not healthy at all. No, I think intermittent fasting is good. Yeah. Like right now I'm having coffee. They have these bagel bites and I was like, no, there you go. Last night we went to Ben's. Oh yeah. And I got, you know, normally I get two pieces of pizza anywhere I go. I got one piece of pizza and I didn't, and that was it. Yeah, that's the key portion control. Yeah. That's all it is. And I think getting off bread is big. I know you had pizza, but bread is, is bread killer. and cheese, bread and cheese and sugar. Jason Momoa does it right. Jason Momoa parties his dick off from what I hear. Really? Parties his dick off, but he eats clean as fuck. Ah, he has smart. like a chef around him going like avocado and egg whites this morning. Wow. And you're like, fuck. Well, I, I would love to do that. You got to be rich for that. You, how, how rich are you? <laughs> how, many, how much money do you have? Do you have a lot of money? I've, I've been saving a ton because I want to buy a house like a brownstone in Brooklyn. Really? I just want to go all in and buy a house with a staircase and a roof and a backyard. So you're in New York forever? I think so, yeah. You know, what, what about L.A.? I could do a condo out there. But, no, uh, no. Big house in L.A. Mark Norman in L.A. L.A. slows me down. I go out there and I just get in that hot tub and I go, ah, fuck it. I'm smoking a J and, uh, you know, eating a, in and out. But New York, it keeps me moving. I like that. It's if the treadmill's not on, I won't run. I like I like New York. I, it overwhelms me. Sure, sure. Like I like the the down, the down. How much do you need to buy a, a brownstone in Brooklyn? I mean, they're running like three mil right now. Holy shit! So you got to have at least a mil to put down. And then big down payment. I don't know anything about money. Yeah, twenty percent down, whatever that is. And then uh, you, yeah, that's it. Then you just pay a giant nut for thirty years. 
Holy shit. But you bought a big house, didn't you? Well, yeah, we well, we bought. Yeah, it's interesting because I listen to Ryan Leaf. You know who Ryan Leaf mm. is? Ryan Leaf was the number one uh, prospect in nineteen in 2004. Yeah. 2000, maybe 2001. Uh, him and Peyton Manning. Okay. Peyton Manning went first. He went second to the Chargers. And he is, in history, he is technically the biggest bust of a draft choice. Mm. He's their chicken. Do you remember chicken? Yes. <laughs> He's their chicken. <laughs> the comedian? Oh, that's a whole other bag of hammers. Dude, he I he killed a, himself. I want to do a documentary on chicken so bad. That's a great idea. I would love to do a documentary on he chicken. He was going to be the next oh. thing. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headache and teeth grinding, both of which I am dealing with right now, uh, digestive issues, they're all indicators of stress. Let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little like I did last night, sleeping like too much like I did the other day, under eating or overeating, which I never do. Oh, God, man. This, ra- this read is written for me. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And, th- and, and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, grind all the time, Here's a reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. I've been in therapy for a very long time. Uh, well, I've been in different therapies. Right now, I, I enjoy uh, online therapy. I enjoy therapy without the, the, <clears throat> without the camera. I like getting on a treadmill and doing therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. That's what I like the most. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. See if online therapy helps lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And BertCast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Bert. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Bert. If you want a good cigar, you should go to a good cigar shop. But if you want the best premium cigars and cigar uh, accessories at the lowest prices, you want to go to Famous Smoke Shop. Famous Smoke Shop is currently in their 83rd year of business and the largest American-owned online cigar business in the U.S. Famous Smoke offers the authentic cigar shop experience, which includes decades' worth of cigar knowledge, a huge selection of premium cigars, and low prices every cigar enthusiast loves. Famous Smoke Shop is offering huge deals on a wide variety of cigars. Choose from over a 1,000 different brands, from highly rated classics to everyday smokes, including Romeo and Julieta, Monte Cristo Acid, which I just tried for the first time the other day. Uh, Macanudo, I think I tried their, their their coffee cigar. Macanudo or Arturo Fuente. Famous Smoke Shop has cigars for every budget and every level of experience, from beginner to cigar aficionado. Every purchase is back with their 30-day Famous Freshness guarantee, so you'll know that the cigars will ship fast and be ready to smoke. Quality is guaranteed. I am telling you, that is why I only shop here. And it's so easy. Sometimes you get into a cigar shop and, and, it, and it's just going to be overwhelming and you got to look down and bend over and look up. This is so nice to just go online and go, oh, that's the one I love. That's the one I have with my dad. I know that one. Oh, the ring gauge, it's written right there. I don't have to, I can feel like an aficionado when I'm not really an aficionado. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Go to famous-smoke.com and use the code BERT to save $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. Explore their wide range of fresh cigars and accessories by going to famous-smoke.com. Get your favorite cigars or cigar gifts delivered straight to your door by going to famous-smoke.com and use the code BERT. Remember, the code is BERT for $20 off your purchase of $100 or more at famous-smoke.com. So we're doing, I don't know if we, I'm sure we've announced Fully Loaded. That's the tour with a bunch of us going and doing 
amphitheaters, arenas, and uh, minor league stadiums. Nice. It's going to be a fucking blast. When I thought of this tour, I, I literally thought, who do I want to be around? That was it. Yeah. That was it. The, great, the greatest comics, in my opinion, to be around. To be around the greatest comics. Yeah. And, and people who also do it differently. Like yes. big, like everyone's a little different and very selfishly selfish was the word i was looking for there you go very selfishly i kind of want everyone to watch my hour and give me notes <laughs> <laughs> right it's like i'm gonna be doing stand-up I'm, I'm gonna be like tell can you please just oh. just just I'm, I'm getting ready to shoot a netflix special in november can you just watch this set tell me where i'm lazy don't you don't have to give me jokes tell me where i'm lazy tell me where i'm fucking he, sloppy he's gonna crush you though because he's so honest I know. Like, you got anything on uh putin and i tell him the joke he's like oh yeah I was yeah like, oh, wait what did you have on putin i just had a whole thing about how he's five seven he knows jujitsu and he's bald he's like the russian joe rogan although if putin said the n-word he wouldn't apologize you know? <laughs> and it hits but he was like Ooh, eh. can i tell you a joke yeah okay uh neil young walks into a bar <laughs> All right, I'm already laughing. <laughs> he, in the bar, he sees Joe Rogan sitting at the bar, and he stomps his foot and starts to walk out. And Joe goes, hey, Neil, sit down, man. Let me buy you a drink. Uh, we can talk this out. We're grownups. We're artists. Let's talk. Neil sits down, and he says, all right, I'm game. Uh, what are you having? And Joe says, uh, I'm having a beer. The shots are no good. Ah. <laughs> I want, I've worked that joke. That took me a second. That's yeah, great. Yeah, the shots are no good. I told it to Leanne, and she goes, uh, is he an alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I told it to Tommy on Two Bears, and I told it for real. Yeah. I told it the way I tell a story, like where I go, oh, my God, I talked to Joe last night. And yeah. I told, and, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Did he laugh? Uh, he didn't get it. Oh, um, damn. I had an old one. Uh, man, a lot of people don't want to get the shot, especially if the near Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, it's fun. The, the word shot, you can do so much with. Yeah the uh hold on hold on hold on fuck 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 oh the other one i used to have that uh but i it i could only tell it as if it really happened um was uh i'm fucking i'm blown away by these service animals that they're allowing these days i was in laguardia mm -hmm. and we're getting on a plane and this guy had a service snake hmm. and and the and clearly he was just moving to, to a new city and he didn't want to put his snake onto the plane and and Luckily, the flight the flight attendant handled it pretty well. She said, "I ain't letting no motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane." <laughs> that was one I'd written. Um, I'm not good at joke jokes though. Ah, like, here's what I do: you have more than you think. That Starbucks chunk is all jokes. Oh yeah, that That's was a, that was. I thought that would get more. I thought people would like that more. Yeah, I liked it. I have some jokes. I go on the one of that one fifty cent stole a joke of mine one time. What? Yeah, the day my special came out. He, someone memed it, and then he took it and posted it. Oh, he didn't steal the joke. Okay. He just took the meme. And it was, um, my wife, my wife wanted me to wear a condom. My, my wife was sick the other day, and she said, uh, she can't, we can't have sex. I'm sick. And I said, don't worry, we'll practice safe sex. And she's like, you're going to wear a condom. I was like, no, doggy style. So you cough into the wall, <laughs> spin it around, Luger. Um, <clears throat> um, and so, uh, but I'm, I, I write some jokes but i'm not i'm not it's not my i, I think i'm better so like putin right yeah so i wanted to write a putin joke because everyone's talking about obviously the russian sure. connection so what i did is i listened to a documentary on putin and then i try Damn. to find i try to find the story yeah that i can tell you want to know something interesting about putin he's 65 right mm. the average male in russia doesn't live past 60 whoa like like uh 65 percent of the men 
are dead before 60. So think about this. There are a lot of 60-year-old Russian women who are sponsored by the state, living off their benefits from their husband, that have money, that have the majority of the population mm-hmm. are 60 to five, 60 to older Russian women. And so Putin represents to them a healthy lifestyle, right? Their husbands didn't have it. A lot of the husbands died from alcoholism. He doesn't drink. He yeah. works out. He takes these great photo sh- shoots. And the Russian women really actually believe he is like, he's a gorgeous man. Sure. And so his what he's done is he's branded himself to the, to the it's like it's like all he's done is just done what what Donald Trump did for the Christian right, right, you know? right. Is, but he's he goes these are the people that are going to elect me. Uh-huh. They're going to follow me. Their husbands are dead, and so I, I, and then another thing what's fucking fascinating, this defined uh, Putin. It defines who we're dealing with today. Yeah. First of all, did you know he was the first guy to reach out to George W. Bush right after uh, 9-11? No. He's, first thing he said is, we've been dealing with terrorism in our country forever, and welcome to the team. Whoa. I've, I've got your back. And George Bush was like, nice. But then Putin was like, I got your back. But you need to understand, Saddam Hussein's doing the same thing. He's, do- he's on our team. Oh. I know you don't think he is. He's on our team. And George Bush was like, I don't think he just, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He, he tried to kill my daddy. Yeah. And so, um, no Jews in the building. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I, I watched with, um, and then I found out. So Putin was, Perestroika happened in like 1989, 88, mm-hmm. when, the, when the wall fell, mm-hmm. the Berlin Wall. Putin was in Dresden and he was working for the KGB. And when he called the day the wall fell, no one answered the phone. What? They were like, they were like, it's changing, man. And so imagine imagine being stranded, being the head of your KGB for where you are, and you can't get, he was like, that will, ne-. he saw a weakness in Russia that a weakness where everyone just, it's like they're, they're looting a Kmart. Yeah. And he's the one going, hold on, this isn't who we are. This isn't who we were raised to be. This isn't who Lenin and Stalin wanted us to be. Are the people that scramble? Are you fucking kidding me? That will never happen again on my watch. And I think at that moment, he was like, he saw the Ukraine go off and Belarus. And he's like, one day, I'm bringing it back to the way I liked it. So then I do all that. I watch all these documentaries on Putin. I get obsessed with Putin. And then I wait for the moment that I can find the the thing, the, the parallel. Yes. So like, I wish I could just write the. Did anything hit you? Not yet. I mean, ah. it's, it's all very new. I'm, I'm obsessed with this woman doing these. You, you want to see how hot this woman Who, is? Who's this? She is a Putin expert. What? She is gorgeous. Really? Yeah. Her name's her name's Julia Iofi. Russian? No. Oh my lord! Yeah, that's a hot lady. Where's she so, from? So, so, so this what? Listen to what Putin did, right? So you can only have two terms back to back. Putin has his two terms, and then he elects his friend. He goes to his friend, you're going to be the premier, whatever, prime minister, whatever, of Russia for your four years, and then I'm coming back. Mm. Just so you know, I'm coming back. And the reason he's doing that is he's got so many holdings. He's got so much money that he's afraid that things will change, and they're going to get rid of corruption. And if they get rid of corruption, he's the top dog. So he's kind of trying to hold on to his. Yeah. You know? So, like, so like I, I that's where I was that's the one thing I was doing cuz I was like 
I think I do that with my family. Well, isn't that funny? All this political shit, all this war torn, whatever, it all just comes down to ego and people and psychology. Yeah. It's just the insecure dudes or whatever it is. Some guy like, I want it this way. I'm, I'm going to be a big baby about it. Sure, I'm sending a tank in, but it's just really... It's just really like little man syndrome. It happens in comedy. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Oh, when all you see time. when you see fucking that's why people bump people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hear that, Eddie Griffin? Have you ever bumped someone? Uh, I have, but I apologize profusely. It's only because I got to get out, run to another set. But I've never, I've never like show up to a club and go, I want to go on now and then sit and eat dinner. You uh, know, yeah, like I've if I got to run, I'll bump and I'll, I'll I'll send a DM. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I had a, a guy. Um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know that Halston will edit this out, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll show you a picture of it. <laughs> All right, bring I, it on. I, by the way, I think <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> wait, what's the he bumped you? Is that what you're saying? He came up to me and was like, "Hey, man, uh, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here." Um, oh, you are. Oh, this, this is more fun if I do it this way. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, Cosby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I see that. I hear that a lot about him. And he, he was like, "Hey, man, uh, it, what happened is the night before he went on after me, and he had a hard time following me, and he came up to me and he goes, I 'I didn't know you were funny.' Damn. And I was like, "Oh, thank you. I've been doing it thirty five years yeah. over here. What was, the hell?'" And I was like, and he was like, "You're really fucking funny." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And the next night I came in, he was like, hey, man, I got to bounce. I got a spot at the Laugh Factory in a little bit. Do you mind if we if we switch spots? And I was like, I don't care. I mean, I don't. I was also, it was a two-show night, and I was doing the second show. So I was like, I'll just go on last. I don't have a fucking problem with that. Sure. And I never have had a problem following anybody. I've never had, I, not that I, I have had a problem, meaning I've had a hard time following people. Mm -hmm. but I've never had a hard time being put in that situation. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, but the nicest guy, Ray Romano, he sits and waits. You know, uh, all these people, David Tell, like, you go on, I'll go last. You know, they're so sweet. They're so nice. But then some yeah. guys just have that ego. I was watching New York comedy last night. It's yeah. so different than L.A. comedy. Well, of course. It's funny. It's so no, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. There's a lot of, you know, Jezelnik, a lot of people out there are funny. No, but it's so different in crowd work is such a integral part of New York comedy. Especially with the host. Like, interacting. Yes. And being a part of the moment. Right. Which is not LA. LA is very presentation. Mm -hmm. Like the OR is LA, is New York. Right. The OR is New York, where you got to be in the moment, work the crowd, kind of got to be like. But I was watching fucking very funny people. Uh, Dustin from Come Town. Uh, Stavros or, or Nick Mullen? Nick Mullen, I'm sorry. Nick Mullen's fucking brilliant. Nick Mullen is fucking hilarious. So funny. So fucking funny. His podcast, you know, they were making 40 grand a month or whatever, just because he's so funny. Yeah, dude, the, the, that podcast, Come Town, is fucking hilarious. It's just classic, silly fucking dudes hanging out being goofy and funny. It's just silly. but And it's also like there's a, there's a thing that happens in comedy. I'm all over the map right now. I think I had too much coffee. There's a thing that's happening in New York <laughs> I know comedy. I a full hardcore history episode with uh, I, Putin. I know people fucking let mark talk he's easy mans <laughs> mans is your biggest fan i love mans and your hair looks great man you're hanging in there oh uh, yeah did you see they died it no these guys died it 
It's, it looks gray. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got any Ambien, by the way? I was just gonna ask you the same thing. Oh shit! Well, we'll we'll find some. I'll call Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man's. What do you want to hear from Mark Norman? Uh, I want to hear about uh, your new house and you're moving in and you're bringing the cat and the girl and. Oh, well, I uh, we. This is how slimy these New York. Here, re- just in case someone didn't hear that. Oh. Mark uh, Mans, John Mans is my uh, my friend. I was fucking that I also hired to shoot stuff. I'm not saying he shoots stuff all the time. <laughs> by by, if you you the fact that you in what listening to this video know who John Mans is because he's been in front of the camera that much. Yeah, means he's technically not always doing his job. <laughs> Theoretically, you should not know who he is at all. <laughs> Because he is a cameraman. That's like that's like going, oh, I know what your sound guy sounds like. Yeah, but Mans is awesome because you grew up poor, right? And yeah. you know how to make fun. Like when we were at that creek, Mans goes, we're getting in that creek. And I'm like, this water is freezing cold. We're going to shrivel and die. And he's like, we're getting in. And yeah. for no reason at noon, we all got into a, a freezing cold babbling brook for yeah. no reason. And we had a blast. We're drinking a, White Claws in there. It was a blast. That was a blast. And that was all you. No, man's is a fu- man's is a f- really fun guy. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to know each other when we were in Ireland. Oh yeah, well the whole Europe. Yeah. Oh, we- that's right, all Europe. We did all of Europe. That was a wild time. I think I lost two years of my life on that. <laughs> I, I remember uh, almost throwing up in that airport. Oh, Copenhagen <laughs> Airport, eight a.m. This guy's putting down a blue moon and 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 gagging. And some guys like, is he all right? I'm like, ah, he's a father of three. He's going through a lot. <laughs> he's getting divorced. Leave him alone. So Mar- tell us, Mar- John had asked, um, tell us about the new house and the cat and this thing. Well, we 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 put out a bid in with his house. So this, I don't want to bore you guys, but basically. Well, no, I can tell you about Putin if you'd like to know more. <laughs> I think I learned everything. But <laughs> so obviously we, want, we don't want to go too far out into Brooklyn because you want to have some closeness to Manhattan. But if you want to get close, it's more money, more money, more money. So we found a fixer upper. And we made a deal with this guy, super slimy guy. You My grew friend, up in a fixer upper. I did, yeah. So we're all our fathers at the end of the day. But uh, this guy goes, all right, I will, if you pay, I'll charge you less and I'll fix it up and it'll take some time, but I'll charge you less. So the only way we could afford it was this guy, this place is dilapidated and he said he'll finish it over time. And I was like, okay, that's great. You know, I got six months, I got eight months. And slowly he goes, well, I'm going to need more money. Now I'm gonna need more money. Now we're up like half a mil, and so I said no dice. The deal's off, and he's now we're going back and forth. But this place has got holes in the floor. So wait, wait, where where is it in Brooklyn? How far out? It's in Fort Greene. It's like it's like an 18 minute subway ride. It's super quick. It's beautiful neighborhood, safe parks right by the Barclays. Really great area, yeah. And the house has got great bones, but it needs a lot of work. I want to see a house with shitty bones. Yeah, you never you hear never, about never shitty, hear bones. shitty bones. You're like, oh, this no, this wall fell down. It's got shitty bones. That's true. You're right. You don't hear that. <laughs> when, when when they made houses back in the day, and I only know this because I've watched Leanne renovate two houses. Um, the they used a fucking cunt load of wood. Uh huh. They used wood uh, in our old house, our, our our old house we used to live in. <clears throat> it was, I mean, not not 13 inches. Even if it was 13 inches. There were, uh, there's wood diagonal all the way up and down the fucking thing. Uh, And it was old wood. Yeah. It was like the, uh, when the guy goes, they're tearing on the thing, guy goes, man, this is, I feel bad getting rid of this Douglas fir. 
Mm. And he's like, what? And he goes, this is turn of the century, Douglas fir. This is the fucking lumberjack shit that they're using. Right. This is like the best wood. They don't make wood like this anymore. Yeah, yeah. This is the first wood that they harvested when they start when they started clearing out forests. That's the wood. That wood that was there forever. Yeah. That's the wood. And so we went, Leanne went through and just made fucking so much shit out of these wood. Out of the well, wood. that's pretty cool. It's historic yeah. wood. But did you never think about build, doing the house yourself? I don't know. I can't. I'm always on the road. I can hang a photo and stuff and paint, but that's about it. I don't know anything about joists and drywall and flooring. Yeah, but that would be great if you learned. And it could be a good content. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get me and a lesbian in there, wear hard hats and go into town with a drill. That'd be fun. A couple overalls. I saw a woman, a, a woman comedian. I only say that because her name is Robbie. Do you know who it is? Mm-hmm. It's a very fucking funny. I don't know her last name. Uh, uh, Robbie is her name. And uh, she had a joke about the fucking Property Brothers. Nah. That was, she goes, uh, just so we're clear, twins are for kids. <laughs> she goes, I'm tired of these adult twins. You're an adult. Yeah. You fucking gonna still have a twin? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was a good premise. That's She's really so- funny. She was a Hasidic uh, Jewish woman who had to was a lesbian had to like give up her religion mm. i just watched a bunch of her stand-up clip damn well yeah. people who go through shit like that are always the funniest yeah so but but you never thought about fixing it up nah i i would fuck it i would ruin it i think so it's better just let them do it i'll throw money at them i'm curious about your your journey to content because mm. you were kind of you were you were one of the first people to adapt to say i want to create content i want to sell tickets to. i want to but i want to know like you were the guy i mean you were promoted we were in london you'd run out of a double-decker bus and a speedo and, and tackle a kid and, and go uh, tonight at two shows in manchester or whatever that's <laughs> yeah. the way to do it you got roller skates on you're neglecting your family it's amazing but uh <laughs> i i don't know i it sucks because ideally you just want to wake up right and do shows yeah but it's it's part of the business now it's it's hardcore part of the business when did you start seeing that I guess like two years ago. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, all right, all I got is free time. So I'm not doing stand up. I got to make videos. So we made all kinds of crazy shit. Who, what's your what's your content team look like? I got about four guys, three guys, and they love doing shit. They're all married. They're miserable. They want to get out of the house and they think it's fun. And I have a YouTube following, so they will put it on YouTube and they love seeing it. Yeah. So what are you putting on YouTube these days? Well, just today I put up a thing about called Chief Queef where we found out you can rent a cop uniform as long as it's from the 80s. And so, but it looks real. I saw this today. I saw you on the, going down the street on the side of a, a bus or something. I was on a garbage truck riding yeah. it. And we went to the, the uh, Irish parade and we just fucked with people all day. Green Lives Matter. I was uh, kissing kids and, you know, getting drunk and puking. It was great. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome. And people believe you're a cop. I, I, I went up to some black kid. I was like, you want to hold my gun? He was like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was fun. I thought you were going to say, I went up to this black and I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Literally. Uh, with a plunger. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but, you know, you got to go crazy. Fuck it. Let's make some weird shit. A lot of people didn't even make resolutions this year. And you know what? I get it. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't still try to find ways to shake things up. Whether it's switching up your workout routine or just going someplace new. Whatever way you want to challenge yourself this New Year's, there's no better way to do it than with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds. I was talking to Dave. We were uh, pulling into a Best Buy the other day, and uh, John Mann's needed earbuds, and 
Dave said, my wife swears by Raycon. And I went, holy crap, Raycon, they are so smooth, so comfortable. And it's a great way to bring audio with you because no matter how you're going to shake things up this year, like John Mann's, literally no matter how much you shake, they're not falling out of your ear. They look and feel and sound better than ever. There's also an awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings, like when you are in New York, you cannot put in earbuds in New York if you don't have that uh, awareness mode. So you can take your Raycons wherever you go. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon, dude, how many times have I fallen asleep with those high-priced high ones in my ear? And you ever done that? And you fall asleep and you wake up on an airplane and they're both gone and you're like, oh, great, now I got to search around a, a room. They, these will not happen with, that will not happen with Raycon. And they offer eight hours of playing time, 32 hour battery life, and you're getting quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why Raycon everyday earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. Right now, my listeners, Burtcast listeners, can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Burtcast. That's buyraycon.com slash Burtcast. Save 15% off on Raycon. Buyraycon.com slash Burtcast. You guys all know I'm a big tobacco guy. I love cigars. I love, I love chewing tobacco. I love dip. Dip is... Here's my question. There's alternatives for everything else these days. With meat, you get the, all the different types of non-meat options. Where are the high-quality tobacco alternatives? Well, if you're 21 and over, or and you dip or chew tobacco, pouches or long cut, you have to try this tobacco alternative, Black Buffalo. Black Buffalo is everything you love about dipping, including pharmaceutical-grade nicotine just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. It is dip made out of the made from edible green leaves and food-grade ingredients with the same flavor, texture, aroma, pack, and nicotine as traditional tobacco products. No compromise required, and they have all the favorite flavors that you love. They've got wintergreen, mint, peach, uh, straight, even blood orange. So they sell their products at blackbuffalo.com, and it's available both in long cut and pouches. Plus, if you're looking to ditch nicotine and tobacco, tap into their nicotine-free option called Zero. Also, they have a subscription option so on their core flavors, so you can just set it up and forget it, and it's taken right to your door. Born in the Midwest, raised in the South, Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the U.S. Their founders were looking for high and low for tobacco alternatives across the U.S., even overseas. I have been there. I tried it in Switzerland or uh, Sweden, but nothing delivered the same satisfaction or high quality they were looking for, so they decided to make their own. Don't take my word for Black Buffalo's quality. Well, they were 2021's Best New Product winner at the CSP Awards and the C-Store Decisions Hot New Product Award for 2021. Uh, we took it on the bus. We tried it. Pete, is is their zero option is so much fun because it's a great way to slow down your booze at the end of the night. You th put in a, a zero option in your mouth and start a conversation. I don't know if it's Pavlovian, but Damn, conversations are better when there's something in your mouth, right? It's 2022. Are you still dipping traditional tobacco or those white portion things? If so, and you're 21, it is time to get with Back Buffalo. It's everything you love about dipping just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. Head to blackbuffalo.com and use the promo code BERTCAST at checkout for 25% off your first order. That is the best offer you will find, but you have to use my promo code BERTCAST for 25% off your first order. One last time, that promo code's BERTCAST for 25% off your order. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
when I was when I was young in LA, and this is like. So I, we, I was in the group of people that was making content before there was a place to put content. Yeah. So me and my buddy Croy got a camera. We had a, I had a GL1. Canon GL1 was like a nice camera. Um, it was when you had to use D, stock DV tapes. Oh, yeah. And um, we I got us um, scrubs, and we went to a bar. That's great. We walked in in scrubs, and we had the tape, and, and we had the camera, and we told the people there that we were doing we were doing a show for TLC. Mm. We're doctors. We film it ourselves. And he lost his patient today. And, and we're just. That's and they were great. Like, yeah. And we just improved everything. And we had a fucking blast. And then we were like. But what was more. What, what ended up happening is we ended up putting the camera down. Yeah. And then just drinking and pretending to be doctors. Right. Which was kind of psycho. Like sure. Pretending like. My buddy Eddie Fernandez was amazing. Well, what if somebody goes, "This lady's choking. Is there a doctor in the house?" And you guys are blacked out doing car bombs. Like, ah, oh, I gotta go Heimlich this whore. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Thank God that didn't happen. But yeah, it's so easy to do this shit, and nobody wants to do it. You know, comedians are inherently lazy, but it, it's fun. Nobody's being funny anymore. It seems like it's just like, what's my point? What side am I on? Activism, whatever. Which is all fine, but. The comedy's got to be there, too. We're comedians. It's got to be funny. Yeah, you follow comedians on Twitter, and there's not a lot of jokes. Mm -mm, I don't even post on Twitter anymore. Right? I was, it's a, there's it, there's no upside. No. Like, even <clears throat> Will Smith had a big apology today, and he had to turn off the comments because it was like, this is too scary. Dude, he, did you see the picture? He, had a, he posted a picture of him and Jada at the Oscars of them, like, doing, you know, they're like, hey, man, can you guys make a move, and then we'll do a little slow-mo for it? And they do it for all the actors. Mm -hmm. He posted it. 430,000 comments. Holy shit. And I bet two were nice. No, actually, they were the, all the top ones were really nice. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, you know, oh, you go king and queen. and Yeah, yeah. I think it's so interesting. I got called king the other day. King is big now. Really? I she, thought it was a black thing. Well, everything starts black and then moves on. You like, know? like rock and roll? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All the cool terms. That's ratchet. That's lit. That's woke. That's fire. It's that's all fire. black. I can't. I'm, I I uh, I have a thing with Georgia, where they can't. Uh, I've gotten better at it, but I wouldn't let them use phrases that were popular. <laughs> it's a little cringy to me. It's cringy when your kid comes home and she's like, "Oh, that that's that's so, that's so fire right there." And uh, you're like, and I go, "Don't do that." Yeah. I told her this. I said, "You're taking a tired phrase, right? And you're using it." to explain yourself my job is to work with words yeah make so, your own shit so if i use that if i use that fire i'm explaining to you what a hackneyed premise is uh -huh. and how it's been used yes exactly and so i don't mind doing that but i can't represent my own words with do you know the first person i can't say who but like i'll tell you but edit this out please write this down the first person i ever saw use a phrase like when i mo first moved to new york I saw comics. Uh, I, you'd hear a phrase, and then you'd hear people all start using it. Mm. And the first person I ever saw to do that was. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what was his? Um, He's what was a the, trendsetter. What was the phrase back then? It was like uh, dope or something. It was yeah. like. Uh, and, and I remember going like I'd never heard it. It's interesting when you've never heard. Of I know. And then you have to get used to it. But the first time I tried to create my own, but it never took off. Well, I thought, what's something that everybody loves? So my compliment was, that's lunch. Because everybody loves lunch, you know? 
So I'd be like, that movie was lunch or that. that I like it. That, this uh, is a fun shoes game. Are lunch. Yeah, I try to make it up and it caught for like 10 minutes and then it went away. Okay. Because you have to keep it up. It's on you to start it really. Um, I have. So I did that in college. Uh-huh. I created a phrase in college that uh, that was um, that ended up becoming popular with my friends. Uh-huh. Top shelf. I like Top that's, Shelf. That guy's Top Shelf. That guy is Top Shelf. Top Shelf is good, but it, it's pretty, it's pretty standard. Like it's common. Yeah. It's not a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's yeah, top yeah. Shelf, it, it top makes notch. sense grammatically. Yeah. Okay. So then let's let's find out like when a pair of shoes or an outfit looks amazing. Yes. Let's find let's find that word now. I like lunch. That's lunch. All right. Well, Soder has one. He goes, uh, "That's hot coffee." That's hot coffee. That's hot coffee. Yeah. Hot okay. coffee is good because everybody likes hot coffee. Mm, that's wet pussy. Oh, you guys can't say that. <laughs> wet pussy is fucking awesome. That's the best. It's like I've had a lot of pussy in my life that is uh has could be wetter. Sure. You know, I think the majority of pussy I've had has been like medium it, wet. It'll get wet. Right. But when you get wet pussy. Nothing like a gusher. You know, it's kind of like wet a wet swollen pussy. Woo! That's like wet swollen pussy. Yeah. Those shoes are wet swollen pussy. <laughs> Those shoes are wet, swollen, throbbing pussy. Because think about dope. It's Clean, wet, swollen. Yeah. Well, you got too many. You got too okay, many. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be like one word or two word. I think clean, wet, sobbing, soaking, throbbing, clam, pussy bake is too much. Okay. We got to keep it, you know. Uh, so then go through the ones that. Well, that's wet isn't bad. That's wet. That's wet. Oh, that's I can see black guys saying that. Damn, that outfit's wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you have to, first of all, you have to think it's a phrase that black people will start. We yes. Need to, we need to come up with it. Yeah. Get black people to start it, and right. then we can take it in two months. It's like basketball. <laughs> White people started that. Uh, yeah. I said that to someone, and you know they said, no, they didn't. <laughs> I said it to Ron on the bus. I said it to Ron. What? I, I said it to Ron. I said something to the effect of, when do you think, when do you think basketball became culturally black? And he goes, it's always been black. No. And I said, no, it wasn't. And he goes, it was. And I said, no, Ron, it wasn't. It was created by a white guy. And he goes, no, it wasn't. And I was like, okay. Sometimes when you argue with Ron, you, yeah. you kind of just, it's a losing battle. Every sport was, a, I think, a white guy, right? Unless we're, I mean, also school shooting, we dominate. But uh, <laughs> Football, white guy. Yeah. Well, well yeah. But it's, 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 let me just, uh, I'd like to jump in here. Indian. The, Cricket is British. Yeah. I'm not saying white people are superior. I'm just saying with this, we had more time, so we came up with some sports. And it wasn't at a time where pe where people were like, wait, 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 let the black guy talk. What yes, do you say? exactly. Don't so, let him talk, let him play. Um, uh, That's what the transgender swimming feels like. It feels like the 40s where black people started playing. I'm sure there were white people back then going, this, we'll never win again. We got to change the rules. They should have their own leagues. What is everyone's talking about transgender swimming? What's going on with what? transgender swimming? Leah Thomas, this lady is breaking all the records, beating all the uh, the the gals swimming, and people are up in arms about it. I just talked to Ari on the phone, and I said something because Schultz said to me yesterday, he goes, "Trans swimming, what's your take?" And I was like, "I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about." And he goes, "It's a good take. I like that angle." <laughs> and because it because it, it is these days, it is very it's almost like better to keep your 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 head out of the news oh for sure and just be like what what happened with will smith yes that's fun but yeah trans swimming is and everybody goes well you never cared about women swimming before i'm like well yeah there was never a trans person dominating before yeah. <laughs> so it's a big deal i still don't care about swimming 
But yeah, I yeah. care about swimming. Really? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I, I like, I like, really like, I love swimming in the Olympics. Oh yeah. Well, Michael Phelps was he uh, put Caleb, that on the Caleb map. Dressel. There you go. Yeah, Caleb Dressel. So wait, so then there's a trans um, woman, man to woman, man to woman, Leah Tom, who was 430th in the ranked in men's and now number one in women. Ooh. I know, and there's she's like a Hold foot on. taller. Hold on. Let's just let's let's rework this backwards. Okay. What if I what if I told you it's tough to get a special on Netflix if you're a white guy, right? Sure. What if I said, Mark, all you gotta do is wear a dress in this special. <laughs> it's the same it's a kilt. It's a kilt, right? It's, it's a like, kilt. Like Eddie is hurt. Right. Yeah, Eddie is Eddie is hurt. like trans now, I think. He's trans and he's a great comic. He's fucking great. She? What are we going with? No, no. Eddie Eddie. Okay. I don't think he, I don't think I don't know. Isn't this this is the hard part. It's all it's all loosey goosey. Well, because you don't want to offend someone. You of re- no one no one really wants to offend anybody. No. But, you, but you do slip up. I've been fucking. I've been the. I've been wet with it. <laughs> you got wet. I got. I get wet with it because because uh, I know Caitlin. Yeah. I, and I did an episode. Oh with Caitlin. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I and I'm a big fan of Elliot Pages because we we watch Umbrella Academy. Uh huh. And I've never once fucked that up. And uh, uh, but. I think Eddie, um, and I'm a fan of Eddie. I watched Eddie Izzard and Patrice uh, interact one time. Whoa, because yeah. Eddie is a beast. Like he's, I don't think he gets his due as one of the great comics, but I've never met him, and I can't imagine Patrice was all in. Uh, you know, no, you know, Patrice was just basically picking apart. Yeah, what what the fuck is this? Sure. Um. Uh, I don't know why that's so like Bill Burr had that great point about Caitlyn Jenner. He's like, if a guy walks in who had a beard for 30 years and comes in without a beard, I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. So why can't I do that with transitioning? Like, give me a minute. Yeah. I've known Bruce Jenner for 40 years and now uh, he's gone. So can I? I didn't think that was real when that started. Do you know that? What do you mean? I didn't think that was real. Like when they when I heard about Caitlyn at that time, you got to remember at that time. And they're like, I was like, oh, this is fucking gossip. They're not getting divorced. <laughs> you're right. He's transitioning to a woman. I was like, shut the fuck up. Right. And then you saw a couple pictures and you were like, of him, of, of, of I'm fucking it up now. You I saw know. pictures of the time and you were like, wait, that hair looks kind of long. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, this is real. Oh like yeah. That, took, that did take, that was the one that took a second. Now it happens overnight and you just go, you go with it. It's, it's, I think, I think people have gotten better about it. Uh, uh river butcher yes river butcher fucking hilarious comic good comic fucking hilarious comic yeah and uh and was rb for a little bit transition oh, was yeah. rb right and then transition to river and i was like i was like oh I, I would love to have him on the podcast he's a big baseball fan oh yeah yeah i, I was i was toying around with the idea because I, I was out of all the people that would really appreciate this tour we're doing I was like, oh, oh. River would fucking love it. That'd be great. Great yeah, jokes. Great fucking jokes. That's, a, that's the thing about comics is like you can't deny great fucking jokes. I don't care who you are, what you're into. If you got good jokes, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, so uh, how much time have we done? Uh-oh. Well, I don't want to over talk, so I think we're going to go do your podcast, oh, yeah, right? We'll, we'll have a couple drinks. Yeah, we, got a, we got a bartender coming in for you. For real? Yeah. One hour? Oh, oh that's, geez. That's that flew by. We Wait, covered sweet, everything. Sweet. What, tell me about our day. Oh, boy. So we're going to go to Gotham Studios where me and Sam are recording. We got a bartender coming in. He's a professional mixologist. 
And we're going to have some cocktails and shoot the shit. You guys are all welcome. It's a big studio. Oh, I got gossip to tell you about Peter after this. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you and you do you and Sam have one. You and Joe have one. Yes. You're, so tell me about your two podcasts. So me and Sam have one because we feel like we're like the last couple of guys who drink. You know, everybody's getting Joe is sober. Soda is soda. Nikki Glazer is Joe sober. is sober. Yeah. Joe List. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was like DeRosa. <laughs> no, he's, Fucking, a, he's a problem. Yeah. Joe List is sober. I always wonder how he finds happiness. Well, he's a big activity guy. He goes yeah, I to know. Concerts and bike rides. I watch him bike ride and I go him and his chick both are sober. Right. Yeah. And I and I, I, I see that with Rosebud. Like, yeah, they went, to, they went to like Mexico, and I go, "Why are you going to Mexico? I know you can't drink. Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing down I there? Go to Florida, save save a couple, or just bucks. don't go anywhere and sit in your room and read a book. <laughs> the well, fuck are you doing anything for if you can't drink? That's why I'll never quit drinking. I know I don't ever want to take the sparkle out of life. Yeah, sparkle. That's not bad. Oh, that shit sparkle. That shit sparkles. That's, that's, that's a little, a little gay. gay. <laughs> 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 a little too gay. <laughs> That's what you say about like a Siegfried and Roy Ooh, let's, show. Let's make that. Let's let's tr let's. That's the new gay term. That's the new. No. Yeah, Mateo Lane sparkles. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, this is even better, Mark. This is even better. We're gonna be fucking founders of progressiveness. Okay. When you like something, let's call it gay. Oh, uh, flip it. Flip it. Gay is good. Dude, those shoes are gay as fuck. Ooh. And we'll make gay awesome. All right, it's going to be and hard then, to get the black community then, on that one. But, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Kevin Hart is so gay. <laughs> He's the gayest comedian out there. No, let's, do, let's take gay and make it good. Yeah, all let's right. Let's do this. Let's be trendsetters. Let's be the first white guys to come out with a phrase. Yeah. And we're going to make it stick. All right. And it starts, it starts on this podcast. You saw this right here. Now, what I need you to do is I want you to talk about your the gayest moment in this podcast. Your gayest the part where we just got so gay yeah. that you were like that shit was gay as fuck. Okay. But you need to it's got to be your favorite part of the podcast. Does uh, that make sense? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like if we kiss, that was gay as fuck? Or well, I don't know what you mean. It's still got to be positive. It was pot well, if we kissed, then people would be like that was the best part of the podcast. Uh-huh. So it would be a double entendre of gay. It right. would be, yes, it would be gay, but it was also their gayest part. So gay is like the highlight reel. That's gay. Yeah. gay. Dude, we could make gay. We could. This is. If we get people to start using gay in a positive term, meaning as the exact opposite of what happened in high school for us. Like if you, you know. Yeah. That car's gay. Right. Go the if, other way. We got to flip it. That's so fucking. I like. The, I do like those shoes. Oh, those leather you. New Balance. Yeah, there was a gift. I would never buy these, but. Black guy's compliment, which is the ultimate shoe shoe that's, comp. That's when you know you got gay shoes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. These are fucking wet. Those are wet. Those are wet. Yeah. Oh, wet's, wet's so wet really does work. It works, man. That really works. But it could also be bad. Like, ah, uh, it's been a wet day. You know, because wet, you like, your shoes are wet. Your hair's wet. The rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. But wet is good. I like dry wet. Is, dry is. Is that like, one? dry as fuck. Juicy. Juicy. A little sexual. Yeah. That's juice. Drip. Ooh. That's close to wet. Oh, it's. Okay. Saying, like, look at the drip on this guy. But see, drip oh. seems bad. Like, you got a drip in the ceiling. You're just so. Dude. A lot of swagger. It's. You're dripping. Yeah. This guy's got a lot of drips. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one I tried to make popular when I was in Europe after Russia. Yeah. It's cat's pajamas. Ah, that's a classic. Yeah. I cat's love that. Cat's pajamas. Um, uh, 
I think we could take gay. There's some 40s ones that are great. If a guy sucks, he's a hornet in the car. If a oh. guy's boring, he's a flat soda, which is so good. Oh, look at this flat soda. I like that a lot. Flat soda. We should bring that one back. These are all gangster 40s guys. That guy's a real flat soda, see? Flat soda I like. Um, it's chocolate as fuck. Chocolate. Everyone likes chocolate. That's true. You remember that tell joke? He's like, I'm going to name my kid after something everybody likes. Pizza Pussy Santa. <laughs> Pizza Pussy Santa. That's so funny. I had a joke. Uh, I want to give my kid a strong, manly, but yet romantic name. I'm going to call him Romeo Horsecock. <laughs> nice. I, that was a, that was a, that's a genre of joke of joke that you have to write at one point yes. in your career. Yes, a tell jokes are all things that you have to write it. Like you have to do the list of like the type of it. Like one of my my first jokes I ever wrote was, uh, "How a tell is this?" Ready? Oh, you just start thinking, calling things a tell. <laughs> um, uh, you know what cops hate when you touch their faces <laughs> right it's like that was one of my first jokes and then i and that because i used to i had to have the story written but i wouldn't have didn't know how to start it uh-huh so i'd have to tell it i'd tell right. my way into it how many people started by doing a tell tom it's, segura a lot of people tom segura and i both i think that's what we were obsessed with the tell yeah i listened to that podcast he did with you guys and you're both fangirling out and shaking you're both hard it was great I, we at one point i i think we were me and tom were talking to dave and he was like uh he's like, oh, i wish i could just go out on the road with guys like you and tom and i were like we will drop both our tours yeah. <laughs> to go out and watch you every single night right he is he thinks in a way that i don't have an ability to think he's a savant but is he happy that's what worries me i don't know if he's happy we're gonna make sure wow is it okay is it good or bad if we get him to start drinking again well, it's good for us for the hang, but I'm sure Blow will get involved. And- what if okay? What if we do this? What if we do this? What if we we do two weeks with him? We get him fucking back on drugs and alcohol, and then we send him to a a, a rehab. <laughs> then we do shows in the rehab with him. By the way, if he heard this, he would just go. I guess I'm not doing these shows anymore. <laughs> He's. By the way, it doesn't matter. I don't need him to drink. No, you don't I don't need, need him to drink. So I drink. So I don't, all I care is about me drinking. Yeah, no. that's the only thing I've ever given a fuck about. Is like. I don't give a fuck if you quit drinking. Like, just don't fuck with me. Yes, that's how I feel. Do whatever you want. You can be a vegetarian. Just don't fuck with my hot dog. Yeah. I and, agree. And, and, and I don't need to tell to drink. I actually think he's better not drinking. He's quicker for sure. Mm. And he's less angry, I think. But I don't want to get too deep on a tell. I think he hates all this talk about him. How old are you right now? 38. God, you're young. You think? I, I know f- you I feel are. like I'm pushing 40 here. I, don't, I didn't get success until I was 44. 445 wow. and any success until i was yeah watch this holy it's shit my favorite thing to do you know this go to um wait we didn't get how rich you were by the way uh, i don't know come on i really don't know i, I really don't know i, I look at my I bank know. account twice a day just for fun i listened to nate bargazzi t- uh, today i was listening to just uh it was just going through clips of comics on on uh on my thing while i was laying in bed and Nate Bargatze was like, I don't have any idea how much money I have. My wife takes care of all that. And I have a business manager and my wife. They know. Like, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm, I don't mind telling you this. Um, we you have Leanne, seven shows right now. You got a Netflix show. You got a special, uh, two specials. You got the game show, the tour, yeah. the merch, the pod. I'll tell you exactly how much money I make. Over like, 10 privately. mil. What? Over 10 mil a year? No. Come on. I, mean, I don't think so. And before so. taxes, before commission. I don't think so. All right. I don't know. I, I really, I'm not even joking. I don't know. Okay. In that, in that, 
I know exactly what I make. I know sometimes what my guarantee is for every show I do. I know yep. what my guarantee is. Yep. And I know I know little things like that. I know I get a breakdown of what I make per night. I get an email at the end of the day, every beginning of next morning of what I make per night. And uh and I'll show, I don't have a problem showing you all that. But I uh, this is a perfect example of how little I know. So Leanne started looking at beach houses. And oh. I was like, and we just built this house. We just built this house. And I know how much our, this house cost us. And I was like, all right. I had panic in me because I was like, all right, I got to make sure that I can cover this nut. And we have our old house, right? Yeah. We still have our old house and we have this house. She starts looking at beach houses and and all of a sudden she's like, yeah, we're going to. That flag went from half mast to full mast in this podcast. Oh, weird. The whole time I was looking at that, I was like, why do you think it's that? And then it Someone just went. Someone died? Oh, it's not no. Taylor Hawkins from no. the Foo Fighters. <laughs> oh, he actually oh, just raised it. There he just go. raised it. All right. Wow. Um, That's for so Will. she started looking for beach houses, and uh, and she was like, "Hey, we found one," and we went and looked at it, and it was uh, it was. I won't say how much it was because I guess that's probably tacky, but but it was like definitely more than more than I more than I had ever looked to buy a house. Yes, for. like I'd never looked to buy a house that much. When we when all I remember is when we bought our first house, it was five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, our first house was five hundred thousand dollars, and we did not have five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we did not have we. I was working a travel channel at the time, but I didn't. I wasn't sure I was going to keep working at travel. I didn't know if I would. I ended up signing a deal at Travel Channel, but I, that wasn't in the works yet. Yeah. And so when we I did one season of Birth to Conquer, we had money. I jumped off the stress. We bought the house for $500,000. And I remember looking at houses that were a million dollars. Yeah. Going like, if I had a million dollars, I could have the best fucking house. In oh, LA. totally. And then when we got out of our, our house, we renovated it. It was, an, it was a, It's a great fucking house. That first house, the best house. When we got this house, um, I remember we were buying the land, and I remember having a hard time wrapping my head around just buying the land. Like, because the land was, we bought it for less than we were looking at houses for. Right. And then when Leanne looked for the beach house, she was like, I want to put an offer in for this much. And I went, hold on. We don't have that fucking money. Yeah. Like, and I, I actually became a little bit of a dick about it. Yep. And I was like, we don't need a beach house. We just built a new house. And my business manager is like, actually, we you need to invest some of this money, so you need to buy a beach house. And I was like, and then I was like, okay, well, what what can we afford? And then he told me the number we can afford. I went, I have that, I have that much money. Oh wow! And he went, he was like, yeah, 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 you're fine. That's a great moment. And then I went, I, and then I was like, okay, I was like, wow. And it's crazy, you know. I t- talked to that exact day was Rogan. Rogan called me, and we was just bullshitting about you know the business and whatever and he was you know being very sweet and saying very kind things about how hard i work and and whatnot and um and i said yeah and he's like whoever thought we'd be here yeah i said joe i just put an offer in on a beach house today he was like shut the fuck up and i was like i know yeah like so like i don't really i really don't know how much money we we have okay that's probably better that way because it keeps you working if you know how much maybe you'll slow down i think uh yeah 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 i think so i think you're right because Ryan Leaf, didn't I say I was talking about Ryan Leaf? Yes. Uh, we'll wrap this up after this. I'm so sorry that I talked this much um, to the listeners. I know everyone fucking wants to hear you 
you talk. I know I'm being serious because Mark, you are the funniest fucking dude. Oh, I know. come on, come on, uh, come on, my podcast. We'll 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 even out the talking. And so no, and so um, <laughs> I talked so much yesterday. Andrew Schultz was like this. <laughs> he was like, "Wow, you fucking you know you know how to fucking tell us not even tell a story about like I just fucking you give me one thing and I'm fucking off." But you gotta I gotta hand it to you. I'm look everything I look at. You're on a podcast in New York, which I love. You're hustling, oh, dude. I my favorite thing is coming to the city and doing podcasts yeah it's so much fucking fun and it wasn't always like this really it was la was the spot yeah you that's go right to la you do the circuits you do tommy ari joey joe me Theo. fucking you do all Santino, of them yeah. yeah and now it's you come out here and it's like are you garbage fucking what a bonfire great bonfire uh Pardon my take. KFC Radio. Yes. Dude, the, the fucking... I'll show you. I'm, I'll fucking show you this. Taste Buds, you do that? Taste Buds yesterday. That's two episodes. Hell yeah. Um, uh, I, Dude, I, I love coming here. Here's the thing. Ryan Leaf said... Ryan Leaf is the number one draft pick. He has $13 million. said, but big mistake I made. Everyone coming out of college is signing a deal as an athlete makes is I bought the big house. I bought the big house on the bluff overlooking... La Jolla overlooking the ocean and he goes and I didn't have any real motivation to leave it like I didn't want to work hard I didn't yes, want to work out you see I didn't want to go he goes you should get a fucking condo by the facility for cheap and know that you need to earn that second contract uh-huh. the second contract's the big contract right and as a comic I think once you go like well I, I have friends that have bought 20 million dollar houses Ten million dollar houses. It's hard to leave a ten million dollar house. And yeah, and I and I look at it and I just go, whew. I like I remember going like, how much money is in your bank account? Right. I think it's better if you don't as a comic, if you not are not financially like if you can get your money taken care of and have your wife and your business manager and know that you're all but if you just kind of like don't pay attention to the money and just look at the work, I think that's a healthier way to live. Agreed. I mean, I think comics, much like a hot supermodel, will look in the mirror and go, I'm so fat, I'm ugly. Yeah. And you're like, you're smoking hot, you're gorgeous. And they're like, no, that's the same with comics. We have that, you're a zillionaire, but you're like, I got to keep where I need that new bit. Everybody oh. hates me. I got to I gotta earn a living. It, you're so disconnected. When you roll in as a comic and, you're, and you think you're a famous comic, yes. there's no, no bigger disconnect that, like, it's that's why I love going and doing skanks, Legion of Skanks. Yeah. And because and, and they don't. They don't treat anyone with no, anyone different. No, everyone's if you're if you're not a tell, you're you're just below. <laughs> you're just a comic. Yeah, you're just a comic, and it's and I think that's the that's good that's, for us. Oh, that's how I that's how I operate all the time. Exactly. I always look at like I gotta sell tickets. I gotta do this. I yeah. gotta bust my ass. I gotta. I'm not the most talented comic. I gotta right. write harder. You and know? that's why compliments fuck us up. Like you ever go somewhere and some guy at a show is like, "You're my hero. I watch everything," and you're like, "Oh yeah, I gotta get out of here. This is weird. I'm not used to this. I can't <laughs> yeah. handle this love." You know, because I I don't believe it yeah and i i think anytime you sit anytime i sit at my new house i go i go i i haven't earned this yet no fraud syndrome yeah, or like, whatever they call it i need to get imposter, imposter. syndrome i'm a fraud also but imposter. <laughs> <laughs> no but like i haven't earned this yet i need to i need to earn this house i need yeah. to earn this i i think that's the healthier way to live as opposed to like well, I've made it. Yeah. Well, then you see those old guys who quit their job at 80 and then they die the next day because yeah. they have nothing to push for. They got no. I Joe Paterno. I, Paterno. I think a man needs a goal. I think it, we need uh, something to work towards. So once you quit that gig and you're like, I'll sit on the porch all day and drink iced tea. 
dead. That's interesting then. So like, what do you think happens? I don't mean to be sexist in this, but like, I know my drive. I know my motivation as a man, right? Yes. How do you think Schumer wraps her head around it as a woman when you have a, like, if you know that you have a, or like Eliza or like, or like, uh, like Whitney. Yeah. Like that sounds, it's, I know this sounds sexist, but like, sure. But like, I'm not saying women don't have the drive. I'm just not a lady. So I don't know, but I think they have, uh, I think they have it too. And I think women have that, that problem where they have to do it all now. Like, cause they're, they're aging. Then there's childbirth stuff. So they, they have more of a clock, which sucks for women. Th yeah. That's the crazy thing is like, you go, I have a, and you have this maternal instinct that part of you maybe goes, I want to have kids. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. Yeah. Women biology is the biggest misogynist. I always say, you know, cause you, the pregnancy's fucking insane. They say it's the most number two most painful thing on earth after being lit on fire is pregnancy. I know. Women women got a rough hand. And not to mention the menstruation, the uh So the instead ovaries. of instead of those shoes being fire, those shoes are are deliver they're birthing. <laughs> I don't know about birthing. Uh, those things those are born as fuck, man. Born as those fuck. Sounds like born again. Yeah. Born supremacy. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Wet's pretty good. Wet's pretty good. Lunch is good. I really think we could, if we could make gay. I gay think would, would be, be fun. The, the gay would be the fucking home run. All right, we should leave and go to your podcast, have a drink. Let's do it. Um, hey, I, uh, you're you're one of my favorite people alive. So ah, good thanks to see for you there, Fatty. I love you. Thanks for having me. I wish I could say it back. I got intimacy issues. But uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Praise Allah. Red Rocks. Yeah. The Greek. The other R. <laughs> <laughs>